So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Love After a Lockup. Ha ha, okay. I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing Season 5, Episode 7 of Life After Lockup. In this episode, Brittany and Marcelino break and enter. Sean sees Sarah in her underwear. Deontay has dinner with his mom, who warns him about Nicole. Lisa accuses Stan of paying for her for sex. And Amber and Puppy go on a double date. If you like what you hear, please support us and give us a rating or send us constructive feedback. And if you watch 90 Day Fiancé, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day NK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, well, I just ran a half marathon a few hours ago, so I guess right. I'm all right. <laughs> I guess you're all right. Up, up. It, it, it's, yeah, it's that season. Like, you get that one, a bunch of them in the fall and a bunch of them in the spring that come up. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I think this is even worse because a lot of them are doing their makeups, you know, right. the ones that were postponed. Mm-hmm. So I have I had one last month and it was like four weeks later I had this one and another four weeks I have, you know, another one. But it's usually not like that. They're spread out through the year. But Right. Yeah, I did. Well, it's in California. They are here. Like once it gets to November, it's too cold to do any of them. Oh, right? yeah. And so true. they don't start back up till April and then it's too hot to do them. And so there's like two chunks of a year. So I only did, yeah. I, I did, I did one this year. I'm doing a five miler soon and then I'm done for the winter after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because usually I won't run in the summer. Winter time is the time that I like to oh, run. Oh yeah. But. Running in December here is just it's stupid. It's just yeah. so dumb. Unless it's indoor, an indoor race would be interesting. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of the indoors, let's get started with Brittany and Marcelino. (laughs) (laughs) So Brittany, Marcelino, Kanan, and her boyfriend, Brandon, all go for drinks after last week's confrontation with Robert. Well, it's still the same day, but last episode. Uh, They're hashing out the situation and events, and they all agree that in hindsight, there were a lot of red flags, like Robert being the sole person on all the accounts. Kanan admits that she was told by a lawyer to get contracts for everything, but she felt awkward and didn't want Robert to feel like they didn't trust him by insisting that he get a contract signed. Marcelino has just kind of accepted that the money is gone and, you know, they could try to get it back by suing him, but he isn't holding his breath. After they've been drinking for a little, drunk Brittany says that no one would have pulled something like this on her in prison, and Kanan says... She's feeling like she wants to roll up on Robert, and Brittany's down to ride. She demands that Marcelino, clearly their DD, drive them all over to Robert's house, and Marcelino is worried that shit's going down and they'll be on the wrong side of the law. Marcelino's driving them to Robert's, but is attempting to de-escalate the situation like a pro. He's just not successful at it. <laughs> Robert has changed the locks. Uh, and Kanan is telling him that she knows people who will bury him in the desert. Brittany takes the screen off of the window by the door and tries to break in as Robert is literally trying to close the window on her. Kanan squeezes through the window after Robert leaves the room and Robert calls 911 and claims that drunk people are trying to break into the house, which then worries Marcelino. The sheriff is there and tells them the exact same thing the police told them earlier that day, which was that they can't take anything because this was a civil matter. But Brittany drunkenly is trying to appeal to him, saying that Robert is stealing from the community. Unfortunately, they have nothing they can do but leave. All right. So 
you're Marcelino. What are you doing in this situation? Oh my god, just holding on to my butt. Like <laughs> I feel like I uh, I don't know because it's tricky because my first instinct would be like, hey, instead of driving you to Robert's house, I will drive you home. But then I'd be worried she'd like try to get in a car and drunk drive to Robert's house. Yeah. Like she was determined to go there anyway. So it was like, oh, well, sure. that would have been worse. Because um, not, not only that, she would have been, you know, if you do that, then she's going to be in this fight with this cop and then get in a car and just immediately get pulled over for DUI, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Because she was just – she was very drunk and very yeah. determined when she got drunk. And it was just mm-hmm. like – she's like, that's it. I'm turning on prison, Brittany. She's coming out. <laughs> we got yeah, her. prison Brittany is very assertive compared to regular Brittany. <laughs> yeah, very much. Like they were both equally angry about it. But like – Yes. Regular and- Brittany was like disappointed in herself and prison Brittany was like, nope. Robert. No one's going to do this to me. I was actually surprised that Kanan also seemed more assertive, too, because this whole time Kanan's just been kind of like, well, you know, he's a former addict. We kind of have to understand where he's coming from. And even Marcelino said, you know, that he thought that Kanan had been pretty, um, you know, easy on Robert this whole time. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it, and it, he was easy on her the whole time, but I mean, he was super manipulative, right? Mm-hmm. He just was like, she, it, Marcelino was like, why didn't you do this? And why didn't you do that? And why wasn't your name on the accounts? And she was like, yeah. he was really convincing. <laughs> like, this is what he said. He was like, oh, my oh gosh. yeah, I could see the, that. Like, that made sense. The contract thing, though, that is like, I, I get where they're coming from. I get it because most people don't want to offend someone else by asking for a contract. You know, right. but it's just so, so necessary. I mean, this isn't my life lesson for this week, but it, right. I'll just throw it in there. Like, there have been a couple of times where um, I have, like, subletted a room uh-huh. uh, to a friend, you know? And it was – there's one friend in particular where I could potentially see there being issues with our living arrangement – and the one thing that I was most worried about is because she was moving out of her parents' house and uh, her and her boyfriend were both living with their parents at the time. And so I am I was thinking, oh, gosh, this boyfriend's going to end up living with us, yeah. you know? And mm-hmm. so I basically wrote up like kind of this – like in hindsight, you know, we were young, but – you know, in hindsight, probably what didn't have a whole lot of legality to it, but right. <laughs> basically put forth very specific rules and expectations about how often this boyfriend could actually stay at the house without him considered living there. And yeah. honestly, she like she respected it, but she definitely hit the limits, you know, because I said if he doesn't stay more than like seven days, seven days every month, he would be staying there. But yeah, if I had so, said 14 days, he would have been living there 14 days, you know? Right. Whatever you said was going to go. And what's crazy mm-hmm. about it is like how small of a time it actually takes, like technically mm-hmm. for on my lease, it's like 14 days for the year. Yeah. And like, which is like, that seems kind of crazy for like, you know, if you're in a boyfriend, girlfriend, don't live together oh, sure. situation for like, oh, they came over once every month and twice on two different months they live there yeah. now. Like That's unreasonable. That's just a, one of those ones that they're going to like use to – and that's one of those things landlords do, which is mm-hmm. what they couldn't do in this situation because they have that thing is make those like little clauses that are like, well, if I really want to get you out of here, 
I'm yeah. going to be able to find something that you did that technically broke this lease. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. So like things like that. So, I mean, and it was one of those things where, you know, it was a friend and sure. it was it was uncomfortable. It wasn't comfortable to kind of have to say those things. But I think if you preface everything by, you know, I hope we never have to ever it ever comes to this. But the problem is, is that sometimes it does come to that. You right. know, I've had some precarious roommate situation when I was in college with one of my best friends and um, another roommate that I was living with at the time. He's the one who handled like when things started going sideways because I wanted to save my friendship with her. But sometimes mm-hmm. you don't have that option. Sometimes you do have to be the one because and I mean, I'm not going to pretend like, you know, my friend wasn't in the wrong because she was she was in the wrong but, you know, it's like if you mix business and personal stuff, it's sure. like if you have a contract in place, you know, it just really helps with those kinds of situations that can cause, um, you know, friendships to fail later, you know, because right. you argued about something business related. Right. I mean, and I definitely have ha- have, you know, I have a contract with my ex and everything because we get that divorce and that's no, kind of sure. what you have to do, right? Yeah. Because, well, especially with, because we have kids, um, right? Yeah. Especially. And those things are just like. I don't think you're going to try to screw me over, but like we still have to have a contract, right? And in this case, I think she could have – this is just one of those inexperienced things. Mm -hmm. She could have totally framed it, we need to have a contract. Not because I think you're going to screw me over or anything, but what if something happens to you and your name's on all the accounts and your name's on everything and we can't access any of those things because we didn't have a contract, Sure, right? And that's that's how – the that's – would have been a harder thing to argue against, a harder thing for him to kind of manipulate. But she also needed to have like strength in numbers. Like it needed to be not just Kanan, you figure it out with Robert and make sure your name's on stuff, right? And, mm-hmm. and go one-on-one this whole time. But I mean, clearly, I don't know. I really would – I'm really kind of itching to hear his side of the story because I know he has one. And I'm not saying it's a truthful version of the mm-hmm. story. I just want to hear like – what he's putting out there is his chain of events that justifies him just completely taking this house and taking all the money. Yeah. Okay. So I actually came across an arc article on Starcasm mm-hmm. that attempted to update the situation as it is. Robert apparently was sued by someone in the amount of $8,000, which is like, oh, that's like the same amount as Brittany Marcelino, but it wasn't Brittany Marcelino. Right. And then also they were kind of talking about because, you know, obviously it's not spelled out for anyone. So this, uh, whoever wrote the article, um, they did some digging onto like the structure of the organization that Robert works for and on the organization that it was funding this, um, you know, halfway house because uh-huh. this or sober living house, because that sober living house that, you know, they broke into is actually still featured on some company's website saying that this is one of our sober living facilities. Oh. So it sounds like that Robert is associated with an organization and he's still associated with that organization. So it's almost like it wasn't. It sounds almost like it's like a franchise almost of a sober mm-hmm. living house that they bought and not like something they were building from the ground up. You know, like yeah. it's, it's an like organization. Like they were working with 
organizations. Right. Yes. The, the, yeah. the, the organization, you kind of go through them and they give you the whatever, the kit and the knowledge and the stuff to build and what they need for their houses. And then they can mm-hmm. then they will put on their site, hey, one of our houses here, very much like a franchise, but like, you know, the nonprofit version of a franchise. Yeah. But it will be interesting to see because this show is very much painting Robert a certain way. And yes. so it, is it – you know, I know there is some amount of playing the drama up, but I don't think Robert would be on board for playing the drama up where no, no, it's no. Yeah, really yeah. dragging his name through the mud when that's not like an accurate representation of the situation. So right. it'll be interesting and, and, to see. And he maybe he's smart enough to know, like, I'm not going to talk to these people. I'm not going to talk to the producers or anything because mm-hmm. I know they're going to make it look however they want to make it look. And it's yeah. not going to be any benefit to me at all. Right. right? I mean, I honestly thought they got – going back to the actual things of the episode, they got super lucky with this sheriff being so chill. <laughs> like because Marcelino was time, right. He was like, it, it, once once the police show up, it's very unpredictable how things are going to go down. Yes, yes. Um, but I also feel like – I feel like the police or whoever is involved probably do feel bad for them because you you have to like have some – you know, feeling of what's just in this situation. And it doesn't mm-hmm. feel just that this man is squatting in a place that he's not paying the bills on. He's uh, or, you know, at least him directly because he's, uh, you know, embezzled all this money. Um, he has all their stuff, even though they have the receipts, they can't take it out, you know. Right. And he, they're right. My name is on the lease. And he's like, well, mm-hmm. I don't care if your name is on the lease. You can't go in. It's like, that seems right. fucked up. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like the police, they're, he's acknowledging, like, I understand that your name is on the lease. I acknowledge that. I'm not denying that your name is on the lease. You still mm-hmm. can't go in because the person who's inside says you can't. Like, right. That's so, that, yeah. So I feel like there's probably some amount of like empathy for their situation. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Although I don't know if there's empathy for how drunk they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure police get a kind of annoyed. I'm sure. I'm sure it's probably kind of entertaining too. I feel like it's one of those things that like – again, with we, we talked about you know how I actually have to break up fights and stuff at school. Yeah. Like it's one of those things that sounds entertaining at first. But after you've dealt with 100 drunk people like – or 200 or 1,000 drunk people, you're kind of like – yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> I'm kind of <laughs> over it. It just is. Yeah. All right. So let's move on and talk about Deontay. So Deontay is at his mother Nika's house for dinner with her and his brother Demoy. Deontay tells Nika about his fake date with the redheaded girl whose name I cannot recall. And Nika brings up Nicole. Deontay tells her that Nicole reached out to him saying she missed him and asked him to be in a polygamous relationship, and he said he'd think about it. Nika wonders out loud if she dropped Deontay as a baby. She thinks this is a bunch of foolishness, and Deontay can tell by Nika's head movements and stare downs that she is mad and not on board with this at all. Deontay admits that he misses Nicole and Nika asks why is he sacrificing so much for just one person. And she says there will be a lot of smacking upside Deontay's head in his future if he agrees to this relationship. Nika just continues to give him the look. 
Later, Deontay is telling us that he's worried about Nicole and believes that he is the only one that can protect her from Tia because he doesn't believe this COVID bullshit of why she's looking as sickly, according to him. So he seriously considered the poly relationship just to save Nicole from Tia. All right. What do you think Anika will actually do if Deontay goes back to Nicole? Oh, nothing. Like, I don't. I don't know that she holds any of the cards here, right? As no. much as it's just keep giving him that look, keep calling him a dumbass. Like, <laughs> and he already but, has someone else in his life doing that, right? His friend Derek. Yeah, I mean, well, everybody is because it was yeah. like, I mean, it's one of those situations that is like, I don't know. If I was his friend, at some point you have to be like, listen, dude, I told you what I think about this, and like, I'm not giving you any more advice because you know my advice, and you know what my advice is going to be, and it's going to be this, like, so. Like, let's just move on. But, I mean, his mom's just going to keep doing the same thing. It's not like, was she going to not invite him over anymore? She's going to cut him out of her life? She's not going to do that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We've seen parents do that where they give them kind of an ultimatum, you mm-hmm. know, like it's either your partner or me with the hope that, you know, that they'll get – They'll pick, you know, the parents. They'll parents, yeah, sure. they never do. No. And I could see her doing something along the lines of, you can't bring her around here, right? Yeah. I don't want her around. Like, I could see her doing that, but I don't think – I think if that was a rule, I don't think he would cut her out of his life. Yeah. I think Deontay would still be like, all right, well, I'm going to go to my mom's every once in a while and you just have to stay home. Like, And she doesn't care because she has Tia. Yeah. She can go hang out with Tia. I mean, well, the – so is that his ultimate goal? So if he's looking at this whole situation, I guess what we're we're supposed to understand is he's going to try to get into this three-way relationship. Which, right? by the way, he did clarify a little bit to say that he would also be dating Tia. So I don't – But he won't, though. Right. No, we know that. <laughs> Tia wants nothing to do with Deontay, but it's just like – why does he have that understanding? I mean, maybe they talked about it outside of what was I mean, shown to us. Does he have that understanding or did he just say that to his mom? Because I missed him saying that when she was like, please tell me what this relationship looks like. Explain to me <laughs> what like, this is going to well, look like Well, I'd you. be dating uh, Nicole and then I would be with this other girl, Tia, too. Yeah. So, so he made it kind of sound like it was like a free-for-all, you know? It wasn't right. just like a one-person centric polygamous relationship which is not true but tia is his sister wife and like right right (laughs) and it's it's like but i could see him saying that to his mom because like as bad as things are going to be like well i would be dating nicole and this other woman would be dating nicole and i would provide all the money and the (laughs) other girl wouldn't want anything to do with me like that's how this relationship would work that that as bad as this sounds right now, that sounds worse, right? It kind of reminds me of like uh, Ross and his uh, oh yeah, 100%. Susan and yeah. Carol. <laughs> yeah. It's like they didn't seem to notice that I wasn't participating. <laughs> <laughs> he went and got a sandwich, right? <laughs> yeah. But okay, so his it, it, do we put? And so the way he says things is, I don't know if he even believes what he says. So no. does he believe when he says what he wants to do? Is kind of get in there and so he's the closest one, I guess, when she realizes Tia is whatever he thinks she is, taking advantage of her, uh, you know, uh, mistreating her or whatever. So that like then she'll just – you know, it's like 
Then she breaks up with Tia, and then I'm in a regular relationship again. Fantastic. That's where so, we get. So I think what Deontay thinks is happening, right, is Nicole is looking skinny because she's on drugs and Tia's providing the drugs. Sure. I think that's what he thinks is going on. So he's trying to save Nicole from a life of drugs. And it's kind of like, do you think she's on drugs? Like, that seems like a more serious issue to address than, you know, like the source, I guess. Right. And there's no evidence at all that, like, when you're in this situation, what it, what are you going to do to make her choose you instead of the drugs ultimately if that's what's really right. going on, right? Yeah. Because she has to choose that, right? And you just giving her money to buy more drugs with isn't going to solve that problem? Isn't right. it, you being around isn't going to solve that problem? You getting lucky isn't going to solve that problem? Like, so I don't know what he's – what his ultimate plan is here besides I just want to be around her. And yeah. then kind of backwards justifying that however yes. he can. I definitely feel like there is a lot of backwards justification going on here. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just – I'm not sure if he even believes it himself, I guess, is what mm. we even go down to. I think he does. I think he's one of those people where he says it out loud enough times that he's like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He is a, he is a little on the delusional side. Yeah, I guess that's what delusional people do is they kind of think, well, this Convince is what I themselves. want. So what mm-hmm. is the – what is the I, – I, I know I want something. So what is the good reason, the justifiable reason that I would want it? And that must have been it. That must have been why I wanted it. Subconsciously, <laughs> sure. I'm just trying sure. to protect this woman and that's why I want to have her around. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Why did that poor girl have to die? Because I feel like that has definitely reinforced his wild idea. It has. It has, right? I, it, it's that there's somebody I didn't intervene with and she's gone now and I could have saved her. And like – like, Could you have? That's I a terrible feeling so. to, to have. But oh, I, yeah. I think most people would agree, no, you couldn't have. Like you right. weren't going to save her. Yeah, but, definitely. All right. So people of – speaking of people who don't have incredibly deep thoughts, let's go to Sean yeah. and Sarah. <laughs> So after their date at the diner, Sarah is letting is letting Sean take her to the promised tanning salon, which starts off great for Sean after he – well, not so great because he busts his ass on the ice outside. <laughs> but Sarah is excited to get a tan and Sean is excited just to be doing anything with her. So he was going to sit in the waiting room, but they said he can come back to the tanning room with her, which is fantastic for him because that means he gets to see her in her underwear. Which puts him immediately into like mode. Ugh, he's such an idiot. So uh, they weren't quite the skimpiest underwear we've seen on shows like this, but they were clearly something she picked out to uh, impress in. Let's say it that way. Uh, especially the part where the, she had to like bend over in front of the camera was- so she could spray her butt. Very weird. I mean, it I've was- never had a spray tan, so. Neither have I. And well, if you noticed it, like. She did it and she bent over and the lady was like, you didn't have to bend over that far. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? So anyway, at this point, it seems like, you know, he's turned on enough that they're going to be able to convince him to get a spray tan too. So now it's Sarah's turn to see Sean in his underwear. And she is significantly less impressed than he was. (laughs) So things start to get dicey though when the technician asks for Sean's date of birth and – Idiot Sean gives his actual birth year, <laughs> even though he's been lying to Sarah about how old he is. 
Sarah's math skills are good enough to realize that 2021 minus 1974 does not equal 36. (laughs) So she starts to give him shit about lying to her. She doesn't get it at all because she thinks she had a good reason to keep her secret. And what's the point of lying about your age? So we get also get reminded that there are definitely other things he's keeping from her. And in an interview segment, she straight up tells him, is there anything else? This is your free pass to tell me right now. Got to come clean on everything. An opportunity that he passes up. So we hear more about Sarah's tanning in a commercial segment. She was – she said she was always kind of bummed out about her farmer's tan that that she got in prison. So a nice tan seems like it's kind of her way of breaking free of of that and the memory of prison and everything. She also talks about her sex life and tells us that obviously the last time she was with a man that would put that with a guy – was before she was in prison six years ago, despite Sean's generous cornfield offer. Ugh. In defense of his cornfield plan, Sean says, I just thought that's what people do in the Midwest. But anyway, <laughs> back to the main story. In the car after the tanning salon, she tells him about her home life. He's, she says her mom is still treating her kind of like uh, the old her before prison. She also – she blames her problems with drugs and alcohol on her father who left the family when she was 12 and basically tro- chose that lifestyle over them. So Sean asks about Abby, her daughter, and she says that things are going well but – you know, and he imagines that he could be a good stepdad to Abby since she needs a strong role model. The implication being that apparently he somehow thinks that he is a good role oh, model. Oh, God, no, no. <laughs> But it seems to be working okay because at this point, Sarah says that maybe he can meet Abby sometime in the next couple of days. Even though she knows that her mom is going to be an asshole toward him, like she is to all her boyfriends. But to be fair, those other boyfriends were different because those were all relationships where they were just doing drugs all the time. (laughs) But even though that's not an issue, Sean is still nervous about meeting her because of all the lies he's been telling. And last time he met a mom, Destiny's mom, uh, all the lies, a lot of lies came out. All right. So, I mean, what – okay, so this is the interesting thing to me. Do you think there was a significant difference between the reasoning of their two lies or at least the lies that have been exposed so far? What do you mean? So Sean lied about his age. She lied yes. about having a daughter, right? But she oh, was like, okay. my lie makes more sense because there was a reason for it. Okay, oh, sure. is her reason any different than his reason? Actually, that is a very good question. I think that she kind of framed it before that she wanted to protect her daughter. That's how Uh she framed it before. You know, she never said anything about, I didn't want you to see me a certain way or anything like that, you know, which I think the reality is, is probably more along those lines, right? Right. And so if she was being really truthful about why she was keeping her daughter a secret, then yes, I think it would be more in line with Sean's reasoning because why do you keep your age a secret from someone? Oh, because you want someone to think of you a certain way, right? And knowing your real age would change like how the you The way see they think someone. of you. Sure. Yeah. And sure. Uh, I hate that so much. Like, I even run into situations where I will, like, be on a dating app and match with a guy who's not older than me, but, like, it says that he's younger, but he's older. And then, you know, then I'll always talk to them, right? Because I always want to know, like, what's going on? You know, like, why are you trying to – and they'll say, like, if you read the profile – 
you know, oh, I'm really like 40 or something like that. Oh, yeah. But couldn't change it. My Facebook wouldn't, my thing wouldn't let no, me change yeah, yeah. it. Actually, <laughs> I, I know people who actually just straight up said, oh, I'm 40. So this one person I asked, I said, so what's the deal? Like you are just going to like say, you, why are you trying to match with younger people? Because like my whole thing right. is like right. if someone is filtering you out on purpose, why are you still trying to get in there? Right. Yes. yes. Someone because who that's says, the idea. Yeah. Right. To get someone around who filters. says, I mm-hmm. only want to date someone who's 25 to 30. They're not interested in you, like who's 40, saying that you're like 30. Like they have no interest in you. So why are you even going to, well, you know, like, oh, because they're like Sean. I'll just win them over with my winning personality and then they'll see yeah, that like age is to, just a number. Once they get to know me, they'll totally fall for me and it'll be great. Like they just – they're just not even giving me a chance. Is that my fault they're not giving me a chance? It's yeah. Like, like yeah. I'll be honest about my age but, you know, like I, I just feel like, you know, people aren't giving me a chance and – You know, that's why I have to put a different age on dating apps. So I feel like it's the same thing with Sean, except for Sean is actually actively lying about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess I thought the idea was, I mean, it's basically the same as that. And I thought both of their reasons for lying essentially boiled down to, I didn't tell you because I thought you'd stop talking to me. Like, and so I thought if you knew the truth, then you wouldn't want to be with me anymore, which always drives me crazy because then it's like, that's not an excuse that makes it worse if that's yeah. what you thought because right. then you're like – you're taking their agency away from them, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're saying this thing that would have been a deal breaker for you. I know it would have been a deal breaker for you. So I'm going to keep it from being a deal breaker by taking that choice away from you, right? And and, yeah. tell, and forcing you into something else. So – but I don't think that that was significantly different, like that they both did no. that and that's the reason he did everything. Right. Um, I think from her perspective, because I think she has also convinced herself that the reason why she hid it from Sean is because, you know, she's trying to protect her family and her daughter. So I think to her, it is something different. Um, But just the more we see of her, she does come off as very sweet, Mm -hmm. very innocent. But this girl is very clearly in it for the money. You know, it's like, how could you learn these like significant things about him? You've been talking about how, you know, oh, we don't really know each other. And it's like, and now what you do know of him is a lie. Right. So it seems to me like you really shouldn't be into this guy. But I think she like continues on because he's footing the bill for everything. That's true. That's true. Because them wanting to spend time together, it was just like he was like so excited like, oh, this is all I wanted. I just wanted to spend the day with her. And it's like, are you really spending the day with her or is she just running her errands and you're just, you know, following (laughs) her around and paying for them? Because that's what it seems more like to me, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, almost to the point where that seemed like underwear that you specifically pick out because you know someone's going to see you in your underwear, Mm -hmm. right? And what she was wearing – um, I guess some people wear that like on the daily, but you're right. She and I don't think that someone was going to see it, but like the fact well, that the she spray fu- tan people would see yeah, it, right? She had, but she had fully in, full intentions of getting a spray tan, whether he paid for it or not. Yeah. Like she was like, after we're going to do this, I'm going to get a tan, and so I have to wear my tanning underwear, and then we'll go mm-hmm. right because it yeah. was like it's that. And I just thought that oh, the other thing I thought came up when I was thinking about this stupid lie. What a dumb lie for a dumb guy to pick, right? Yeah. It's hard to lie about your age consistently with somebody that you're with all the time. You got to remember yeah. all kinds of stuff. You got to remember when somebody tells you your birth date, he's got to add, at least he picked 10 years. So he just said 1984. 
Yeah. And you got to that, do that. You got to adjust when you graduated high school. You got to adjust when you graduated college. Well, not Sean for college, but <laughs> right. You got to adjust like, oh, when I was in it, like, you know, you hear a song, you oh, this song came out when I was in eighth grade. And she's like, wait a second, time out. <laughs> <laughs> this song came out when I was in first grade. What are you talking about? I thought we were right. the same age, right? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's a very complex lie that seems like an easy one. So it's like, yeah. not a good choice for Sean. No, definitely not. And I think she just let him off way too easy. That was the other reason why I think that she's just in it for the money. Because it's like, right. I, if that were me and my situation, and especially given that Sean gave her a hard time, she wasn't wrong, right? She called him out on it. She was just like, well, you seem to give me a much harder time like when I told you about my thing. But uh-huh. then she just kind of let it go. She just like yeah. pointed out like, uh-huh, anyways. And it was just like, oh, no, you should have given him a really hard time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do feel – I don't know. I, ultimately is – it seems like lying about the presence or absence of a kid is worse than age. But is oh, it? but he's also lying about that. I mean, she doesn't know yeah, that but right she doesn't know that moment. yet. She doesn't know that yet. Right. Right. We also know that he's also lying about that. So oh, – yeah. but is it though? Because it's still like making it – seem and especially when you're off by if you're off by two or three years on your age okay like that that's probably not that big of a deal he went off by a decade he and went how off does by she not years. how is she not suspicious right right i would think so he does not look like he's 36 no he does not <laughs> and like i mean for me i have definitely run into dudes that are like "Ooh, you are either lying about your age or, or you have not aged well very rough time <laughs> Right, yeah. right? And so it's like, but either of those conclusions are not good for you. No, yeah. Like, you're either older than 36 or you're a very rough 36, which right. makes me very concerned about what's happening in the future. <laughs> right. None of those things are good for you. So it's just, I don't even understand why she's still entertaining this guy. All right. So other things that aren't good for him, what, why on earth does he think he would be a good role model? That, like, I have no idea. I, He's I, like, I think well, it boils down to, kids. I don't, I don't. I don't do drugs. Like, I think it's his entire reasoning. Like, yeah, hey, you should have an adult around who doesn't dumb. do drugs. Like, I, that's that's it. That's all I can come up with. He's, He's not – I wouldn't want any of my children to act anything like this dude ever oh, no. at all. I know. Like, so, ugh, crazy. Yeah. I don't know. He's. I don't understand how he gets any women. Because well, he I think if he got the ones that are in prison – <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think if he went more age appropriate, he'd have a better chance if he was truthful, because I think there are probably more women that are understanding of the fact that, oh, you're 46, you're probably going to have children, right? right? You're probably going to have these other things that 20-something-year-olds don't want to deal with necessarily. Right. You're going to have children, you're going to have exes, you're going to have all right. this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. You would have much better time and you wouldn't have to lie about these things then. Yeah, but they're not as hot and you know that's what it's all about for him. Uh, okay, speaking of lying, let's talk about Stan and Lisa. Uh, for some reason, production feels we need a shot of Stan walking around in his briefs. What is that? Those were oh, completely pointless. Almost as bad. Yeah. Yes, as Sean coming out of the shower. Like, why? This doesn't contribute to the story at all. No. So while he's doing this while Lisa's cooking up some prison cake dessert thing, 
Uh, she's upset with Stan for lying to the pastor and not taking accountability when they went to couples counseling. While she's cooking everything up, she asks Stan what he thought of the visit with the pastor. Stan doesn't have much to say, so Lisa starts in on him, asking why he lied about how they met, because she insists she met him on a prostitution app. Stan claims he doesn't remember the site or what sites he has accounts with, and he's just playing dumb, which just pisses Lisa off, and she tells production to stop the cameras, and she just walks off. Stan tells us that he did nothing wrong, and Lisa is this close to getting kicked out. Stan claims that just because you gave someone money on the day that you had sex doesn't mean you're paying for sex, because he also claims he gives money when no sex is had. Lisa then tells us that Stan has been asking for sex a certain number of times before he will pay off the taxes on her car, and Lisa has the receipts. Lisa isn't happy about their arrangement anymore, so she calls her friend, Renata, to tell her to stop by the next day because she wants to figure all of this out and see if she wants to leave. Lisa comes back in the house to a, a, and a, to nonchalantly tells Stan that she showed production the text messages he had sent, and Stan continues to play dumb, asking if he can see the messages too which angers Lisa as she starts walking towards him, calling him names, and Stan is backing up. He finally admits, oh, those text messages, and tries some of the prison dessert, and then says, it's good, what is this called? That was so weird. And then Lisa <laughs> gives the camera fight. the, can you believe this guy look? <laughs> so Lisa says she's going to have fun when Renata gets there and things are going to happen. Stan apologized to Lisa for he's not sure what, but also comes to the conclusion that he will be cutting down on text because clearly that's what's getting him in trouble. All right. So, Stan, I swear this guy has like selective amnesia, right? It's like he yeah. does I mean, things and then like forgets and then it's like oh he forgets that he's currently in a fight with Lisa so then he starts asking her about the dessert. I mean it sounds like he's <laughs> it sounds like senility doesn't it? Like whoa I ate this dessert and I completely forgot what was going on. What do you call this? Like it's, Right yeah. right so Yikes. he does at one point say you know like she's this close to getting kicked out. Why do you think that Stan hasn't kicked Lisa out yet? Um I mean, I don't know. The same reason he brought her in at the first place. Like, I, he still thinks he's got a chance at getting some. I don't know. I don't know. It's and, – and it was funny because, like, the way he framed that, you know, getting kicked out is, like, was along the lines of this 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 relationship isn't prostitution. I gave her $15,000 last month. And it was like, maybe you shouldn't talk about how much you paid her. Yeah. <laughs> like, trying to make the case that it's not a prostitution thing. Yeah, I just his whole thing about like not remembering like what site he's been on. What yeah, that was that was I, that was that he was has accounts like, for. I definitely bought is not remembering which text message you sent because he's like, listen, I sent a lot of crappy text messages. All right, I yeah. don't know which ones you're talking about this time. Like, there's many, many, many that I sent that you could have used to get me in trouble, and I don't know which one you're talking about. Right. Well, okay, I will say this though. The text messages, I feel like you have to read between the lines. They are not explicit. No. He does not, not say, not you must said, have yeah. sex with me six times before I will pay the taxes on this car. Yes. Instead, he says, you must spend 
two nights and two days, which what does that mean? She lives there anyway. I don't think she does. I think that's kind of what they're leaving out is I think she spends most of her time not there. And then she shows up and fights with him and then leaves. Hmm. Like, And so he's like, listen, if you want me to do this, you got to at least spend two nights here. Like, what are you doing? Right. But then that ended with like saying, I have a package of refreshments for you. Yeah. So like I said, unless he, you know, calls his penis refreshments, then I don't eh. he didn't explicitly ask for any ask for it. Right. Gross. Because the other one she showed was like, you know, I need some loving to help me pay the sales tax. LOL yeah. was definitely something that if you took it out of context, which was which is what would happen if you go into a court or a court of law or anything. Sure. Right. Between it. Like healthy, playful couples would send things like that, Mm -hmm. right? Like all the time, like joking about like, oh, I better be getting some tonight. Ha, ha, ha. Like that happens. Yeah. Like that's a playful, like flirty thing. Now, does he – is he playful, flirty? I don't know. I think they go very hard back and forth between things being that way and things being another way. Right, right. So, I mean, I don't think it's a smoking gun by any means. Lisa's quote receipts. But I don't know. It's like, Stan, how could you be so clueless as to what's going on? You just sent these texts yesterday. I I would I would And why are you texting about that too? Like wouldn't you just have a face to face conversation? Not if she won't pick up the phone. Well, I was gonna say, and I think that goes back to your theory about how she's not actually staying there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that that that's what I think it was really all about. But yeah, because you're right. You don't have to text somebody. You don't have to send 3,000 texts a month to somebody who lives with you because you just talk to them. I would hope so at least. <laughs> I don't know. Some of the way the kids are with their phones, I'm not surprised. That's true. That's true. I've definitely had you know kids that are like, who are you talking to? Her. Like, what? Why? why? Just why are you doing that? Just talk to her. Oh my just gosh. talk to her. Yeah. But I mean, it seems like I don't know, just the way this went down, it seems like Lisa wanted to do it over text so that she would have things in writing, right? Yeah, possibly. I mean, Lisa, she has no problems getting contracts, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. She's, she she's knows what she's doing. a little more savvy. Although, I mean, I was definitely, uh, even before, like, we had the text messages, the fact that she was like, I, I, I get that's the, that's the way she saw this relationship at the beginning mm-hmm. was the direct quid pro quo, making it prostitution or whatever. But yeah. I honestly don't think he ever did see it that way. Like, well, I saw, he saw it as transactional, but I feel yes. like there's a line between a transactional relationship and I just think he thinks all relationships are transactional. Right. Right. No, no, that's no. what a relationship I, is. I, I have to say I agree with that because I don't think it's a straight up prostitution. They had said at one point what the website was. It's seeking arrangements. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. are so it's seeking arrangements. I've poked around a little bit because I actually have a friend who met his current girlfriend on that website. Um, but so I poked around on a little bit on it and I was just like, what is this website? Because our other friend was saying, like, oh, like our friend is being a sugar daddy. And I was like, wait, what? So if you look, you can say that you're looking for financial support, right? And they let mm-hmm. you know specifically, but it is meant for like um, more of a sugar daddy, sugar baby, right. I guess. Arrangements. Yes. Arrangements. <laughs> Arrangements. And so it's upfront what you are looking for. And so if you're upfront just looking for, I guess, you know, and I don't think they would frame it in that way legally. You know, they would probably just say, you know, like, I want gifts and, you know, they would say financial support 
for mm-hmm. companionship. I'm sure it right. would be phrased something like that. So right. is it possible that Stan chose that as his arrangement? Sure. But, you know, he this site is more than just that specific thing that you're looking for. Because, like I said, my friend, like, that's actually his girlfriend. They've been together for four years. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a somewhat normal-ish relationship other than the fact that, you know, he supports her financially. Yeah, and I don't think – I mean, even people who are directly – I need financial support. Some people literally just want company. Yeah. Right? And I yeah. – just and, or some people want arm candy and it doesn't yeah. matter. They don't care what happens outside of the public. They just want somebody hot to be with them in public. Like that. Sure. those are the other things people want from that. It doesn't necessarily – so it wasn't like she said. This is just this is just a prostitution website. It's it's not. I mean it's – there's a lot going on. But I think Stan is just – he never saw it that way. He kind of sees it that way. Well, if I, I give you money because I wanted to give you money. If we yeah. did it afterwards and we did. It's, it is what it is. Yeah, but I think maybe what she's getting hung up on is that maybe the paying happened afterwards. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. But yeah. then he also says, you know, that he gave her money sometimes when they didn't have sex. But it would be interesting to know exactly how that went down because if he's giving her like a hundred dollars. You know, when they don't have sex and giving her like thousands of dollars when she is, then I I would be like, okay, well, something. Right. right. You know. And so that that's – I mean, I just the, – the weird gray lines that come up in that situation is why I was like, I couldn't handle a relationship where it's just like, you need to give me my money. Like, <laughs> no, I don't know. All right. Uh, let's talk about Amber and Puppy. So Amber is telling Sammy, her boyfriend, about her breakfast with Puppy, and he's already upset that Amber didn't tell him where she was before, and he just kind of showed up to her house, and you know he was kind of mad about that. Amber then asks him if he'll go on a double date with Puppy and her boyfriend. Sammy is skeptical of this whole situation, and he smells bullshit. He's already pissed off by what he calls this interference. Sammy is worried that Amber and Puppy will use their group date to wander off and leave the boys. Puppy is getting ready for the double date, and her boyfriend, Eric, notes that Puppy doesn't try this hard to look good for just them. Puppy has nice things to say about Eric and thinks he's the reason she's staying on the right path right now. Amber is jovial when they all get together and breaks the ice, bringing up how she first found out about Eric when she rolled up on Puppy unannounced. And Sammy then asks Eric if he's ever been to prison, and it ends up that Eric has. Puppy is disappointed that this news came out so early on because she didn't want Amber to be judgmental. Eric tells us that he doesn't like Puppy and Amber's relationship, and he's suspicious that either he's a rebound or this is some kind of cover-up. Amber and Puppy excuse themselves for a smoke and leave the boys. They joke about going back in holding hands, but they don't. As soon as they sit back down, Amber gets a drink sent over from another man, and Sammy immediately gets upset, saying it's disrespectful. Amber is trying to reassure him, and he's telling her to basically to shut up. Sammy leaves and tells us that he's a simple man, and he feels foolish that he's even showing he cares right now. He then drives off without Amber. Amber calls Sammy, like, what the hell, where are you? Sammy didn't like the way Amber looked at him like he was crazy, and Amber is worried that things maybe haven't really changed like she thought. Puppy is worried because now she has even more doubts about Sammy. All right, so this whole thing sounds like 
from what they've said, because we've never really met Sammy before. So we've never right. met crazy, jealous Sammy. This is uh-huh. this. Do you think that Sammy's changed? I mean, he still seems pretty super jealous and angry. How, however, yes, and angry. However, we are clearly missing huge chunks of what happened here. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, I mean, it's not like it seems super suspect that Amber and Puppy would just go out, have a cigarette by themselves, come back. And some rando at the bar is going to send a drink over to someone who's clearly with another dude. Yeah. Like, just out of nowhere. Like, well, that, yeah, and there's more going like, on. She was talking to that guy. Like, she was talking to that guy. Right. That sent her a drink. And then how long has have they been gone? Because they told the guys what they were doing. They're like, oh, we're going to go out for a smoke. And then we cut to Sammy going, where are they? It's like, yeah. mm, didn't you just didn't hear that they said they were going out for smoke? So I was thinking about that and I was like, well, he probably said that like more like how, it's been a while. Like they yes, must be doing more, more like than just going out for a smoke. It's been more than like 10 minutes. I think they're doing more than smoking. Right. Right. Like, right. And so I think there was – that's definitely – I think there was more going on there between who was this guy because it, it's kind of like, you know, I would have expected some big quote unquote alpha male, which by the way, ugh, I fucking hate that word, that phrase so much. <laughs> Right, it's gonna take that guy. He would go over and say something to the dude, right? Yeah. Hey, man, don't send drinks over to my girl, right? Yeah. Like he would at least go back and then see where the guy stepped up because he would be willing to fight that guy if the guy wanted to buck back at him. But like he didn't even talk to the guy who sent the drink, or we didn't see him do that. It was very weird because he didn't even see him upset at that. He seemed upset at puppy, which didn't match with the time he got upset. I was very confused about the whole time. I was very confused about it too. And I mean, at the end of the day, so what if some dude is sending your girl a drink as long as you know that she's going to go home with me at the yeah, night, end of the night? Right. Why does it even right. matter? And she did. She really tried to reassure him, like, "Oh, baby, you know, it's just you. I'm here with you." You know, like now, if there was a situation where Amber was talking to these guys from before, then yes, then maybe I would be worried that something like instigated this particular event. And then, that, right. yes, we're talking about a different situation. But if some guy is just going to, like, randomly do that without any kind of reciprocated interest, it's like, who cares? Yeah. What a waste of money if that guy does that, though. I'm going to yeah. find a girl who's here with another guy. Just send drinks over to her. <laughs> like, like, right. Clearly, obviously, just sending drinks over to a random woman is definitely things people do, right? But, like, usually they make sure that woman isn't with another dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, I kind that. of interpreted as maybe he uh, saw Amber when she was just with Puppy outside, like, smoking, uh-huh. and tells the server, like, oh, can you send that woman a drink? And then doesn't realize, oh, she's sitting with those two dudes over there. Right. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Because he, he did not send Puppy a drink. No. And that is- was really funny, Puppy's reaction. I a drink yeah <laughs> i want someone to send me a drink here have this one yeah like take it i'm gonna tell him to send you one i bet i can i bet i can do it like yeah it would have worked but i mean yeah it just it, it it just didn't make sense for him to get so i mean thank thankfully he had the wherewithal to actually leave um so things didn't get worse but it's yeah. not a good look but you were so angry that you, that had, you even to had to leave over that and he that. wasn't even making a whole lot of sense. Like, he starts off by saying, like, I'm a simple, humble man from... I'm just a country boy from, yeah, the, country from the country. Who, yeah. And she's like, what does that have to do with anything? I'm confused. Yeah, I like, mean, I think... What do you think this argument's about? 
Yeah, I mean, I I just feel like that I'm a simple guy who just like from from a traditional background means like the women should listen to me and do what I say. And I like it's somebody else going to be on my woman and like things like that is what I think he was kind of hinting toward implying, uh-huh. which is not a good look. But you know, I know especially with was, Amber. Amber, like was I like her. Stupid. She's a very independent person. Yeah. She is. She is. She is. I was going to say his hair, his hat looks stupid. I was getting to his hat. I hate oh. it so much. Like the hat that <laughs> he wore, like it was stupid. backwards and like over his eyebrows. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Wear that hat like a normal person, please. I know. I was going to say, who would have thought that a guy would make Eric look very good in comparison? Yes. Right? Yeah. I guess if you Eric had to pick one like of the, the two of them out of a line hat. Yeah. He seemed like he was angry. Yeah. And just – I mean, he came across as definitely jealous, definitely like, I don't know about this bullshit. Oh, yeah. But – and they both kind of came in there being like, I don't know about this bullshit. Yeah, like but, we're, sus- we're suspect. Yeah, this is very suspect. Mm-hmm. And it was weird to me that they went out for a smoke because they were sitting in a hookah bar also vaping and they're like, we need to go out for a smoke. And I was like, well, how many things, different things are you going to smoke? I don't know. It's Georgia so you could look up the rules there. <laughs> well, I'm sure they can't smoke smoke cigarettes in the bar but they were vaping in the bar and they yeah. were doing the, the, the hookah. I was like, well, I thought if you were – I thought people vaped so they didn't have to smoke cigarettes. Like I thought that's what that was about but I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a smoker so I don't know. Yeah. Definitely don't. Yeah. So I definitely got hosed this week because we didn't hear from hardly any of your couples. So we didn't hear from Lacey and Shane, who we see – we will see the lie detector next week, it looks like. Yep. Brittany and Ray and John and Christiana. So out of your – out of the groups we did see, who was your student of the week? Uh, Deontay's mom? (laughs) (laughs) I always like her when she's around and yeah, she always just – we always like the the characters that are telling Deontay's an idiot. That's true. That's true. I liked, I liked just his – she has this stare like – and it was funny that he, des- he had described oh, yeah. her look and her stare as if like it needed interpretation. It was like, yeah, Deontay, we all know what that stare means. Yeah. Like, you don't have, it's very <laughs> obvious. You don't have to be like, well, she's she get angry and she starts moving her head and her eyes get real big. I'm like, yeah, we we, we does not Everybody need interpretation, Deontay. Someone. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually went with Amber because I just thought that like how she kind of started facilitating because it was kind of quite an awkward. No one was saying anything when they first sat down. Uh She had like, you know, I don't know. It was she just did a really good job at trying to break the ice and make everyone feel as comfortable as possible. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Before things went off the rails. But that wasn't really her fault i guess either uh yes and no right i mean it was definitely one of those things it's like they want to make the guys look jealous and as far as eric goes it's still like you have to remember this isn't just some oh let's go hang out with my my friends it was like you dated this woman this is an ex like so totally sure okay uh how about your dunce i want britney she usually doesn't get it but like that was a drunk stupid ass decision that could have gone yeah. very very wrong yeah um and like she can't be affording to make those mistakes honestly no and you know also the other thing too is i don't know what the laws are in nevada but like breaking and entering they basically broke and enter what it, they literally robert, broke into and tried right. to enter that house yes and so what are robert what is he allowed to do for people invading his home mm-hmm. you know like well, be allowed to attack them? Yeah. Oh no, he would absolutely. If he had shot them, he would absolutely have won that case. Right. So, like, if like, they just started opening yeah. the window and coming into his house. One hundred percent. 
he would have he would have gotten off for that. Right. Like really, really dumb. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, okay, so my dunce is Stan. Uh it drives me nuts that Stan just like he doesn't know what they're arguing about half the time, it seems like. No, he can't follow. No, he no. doesn't follow. And he no. just blindly apologizes, and he has no idea. And I think this is why they keep having the same arguments over and over again. He doesn't even try to figure out what it is that's wrong. He just is like, I just want it to be over with. So I'm just going to randomly apologize. And he, like, he does this thing where he tries to change the subject, and he tries to pretend, like, play dumb, like, oh, this will get me out of it. This will get me out of trouble. He does all these like little stupid little little kid tactics to try oh, man. to get out you of trouble. You say little kid tactics. Those are that the the apologizing thing is a hundred percent an old man tactic. <laughs> I can't tell you like everybody I've known who's gotten married when like the old the older generation talks to them. Yeah. They're like, doesn't matter what the argument's about. Just say she's right and move on. Like just do it. Like you're not going to win the fight. Just do it. Just do it early, and it won't be a fight. Just say you're right and move. Say she's right and move on. Like but that's just like- the way people have been taught. Little kids do that. They're just like, I'm sorry. That's how you fight with your significant other is you say, sorry, you're right. I was wrong. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. You're right. Stan, just learn how to fight or communicate so you can have a productive A productive discussion. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What about your life lesson? So, my life lesson was going to um, actually for, for Lisa. And that is like if you're if if you want to bring receipts for something, they need to match what you bought, right? <laughs> yeah. If you're going to bring receipts and say this is him telling me explicitly that we're exchanging sex for money, then the receipts need to actually say that, and not just kind of be a context, not to need loads of context yeah. um, for you to do it because e- everything he had on there. If you if he if you said let me tell you your let me tell you my side of the story. I could have totally played it off and be like, that's not what that means at all. Like, right. I don't know why she's telling you that's what it means. It's not what it means. Because yeah, it didn't yeah. say it explicitly. Yeah. Okay. So my life lesson is more towards Deontay and Nika, their situation. Um, but I guess that kind of applies to uh, relationships other than parent-child. But if your parents don't like a partner, and I guess your friends, we can insert friends in there too. Uh, you shouldn't get relationship advice from them. It will just make them mad that you're not listening to them. And then you'll look like a fool when things fall apart. Yeah, that's kind of true. Like, yeah, if you're not going to listen, why are you? Well, I mean, the thing about it, though, is parents are going to give advice whether you ask for it or not. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, so. though, and that's like why I feel like you should just not talk to them about it, right? And I mean, not straight up lying, but like maybe omit these details. Like you could have said, oh, Nicole reached out. Yeah, we're going to get back together. No, let's skip the part where you're going to get back together again and you were proposed a polygamous relationship. I guess you're right. I guess they didn't didn't know about that either. Uh Yeah, you're like, oh, I did hear from her. Yeah, yeah. But eventually, I mean, eventually if everything goes his way, he's going to have to say something. Yeah. So, but well, I would wait. Yeah, you'd think in his situation he'd wait until like things were settled and he had like yes. a plan and a plan of action and like this is how it's going to go on. This is what we have. Not like, oh, I don't know, something is in the works maybe, kind of, sure, it could go this way. It's like, eh, that seemed like unnecessary information to tell her in case it falls through. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, did you see the trailer for the Love Before Lockup? I did not. It was not on mine. I get cut off before that, I guess. Oh, no, no, no. It was a random commercial. 
Oh, so you might okay. have no, fast forwarded through it. It was the cheesiest commercial. I was like, what is this? Because I kind of they were describing it and it was like cartoon. The whole thing was animated. And they were saying, like, catch all the moments, you know, like the first conjugal visit, the first like. Yeah. Yeah. And so they were like, uh, you know, love letters, the first time you tell your parents, like. It was and it was completely animated. So they showed no couples or any kind of clips from the show itself. Uh-huh. And I was just like, what is this? Is this a cartoon? I don't get yeah. It. Is it a cartoon? <laughs> but yeah. I mean so it that might January. work better. Okay, January. I guess we'll hold yeah. on and see what that's like. Yeah. So I'm like, uh okay, so we were talking about last week how, you know, like how it would be kind of boring because they're not together together but apparently they're throwing in conjugal visits i don't know right so i guess you gotta like really be careful about production about like where you film them because not we've talked about that some states don't allow conjugal visits yeah yeah that's true oh i thought you meant like oh obviously you can't film in the prison (laughs) no no but i mean you couldn't really even like in the prison right 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 you're right yeah, so. they haven't – they film – we've seen nothing from inside the prison. You can't bring the cameras inside. Sure. Right. Uh, how do you think they get the footage then of um, – because some of them are talking behind glass. Is that oh. footage released? But that's the only thing we've ever seen is them talking behind glass. Yeah, but they're talking – usually they're talking behind glass to the producers. Hmm, you know what I'm saying? It might be a one person can come back situation okay and they and maybe you maybe that person can film but they can't bring like the whole crew in they're like Mm -hmm. no this person's visiting you all aren't visiting get out yeah 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 all right so uh yeah something else to look forward to in the love after lockup world yep okay so we'll be back next week with a new episode and if for some reason you are also listening to our 90 day uh podcast we're actually going to release a day late because yes you say, if for some reason, everybody should be listening to our 90-day podcast. <laughs> right, 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 Mr. O. For everyone who's listening to our 90-day podcast, uh, we'll we be go. a day late. So we'll be releasing yep. on Tuesday because of our work schedules. I have a weird week at work this week, and Mr. O is currently coaching and in season. So Yep, yep. So things go games. late for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, yep. But we'll see everyone back. Love after lockup next week. All right. See everybody then. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.